From WOUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm MC Tilton. And I'm Liam Niemeyer. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. This week, we'll talk about a walk across the heart of OU's campus that is much more than just footsteps. And we'll follow an OU freshman on her journey to fight poverty in Athens County by collecting a staple that all women need, pads and tampons. When you realize that half of our population goes through this, you know, every single month, you know, it becomes less of that kind of taboo topic that it is in our society. When you realize how common it is and how normal it is. Those stories and more are coming up on the outlet. Stay with us. Welcome back to the outlet. In light of the challenges people of varied backgrounds face, Ohio University's International Student Union took a stride in the name of uplifting diversity. Aaron Duncan has the story. Languages from all around the world fill Baker Barham as students, faculty, and staff come together for one cause, recognizing and accepting diversity. Bangladeshi graduate student Raul Hassan values the diversity that is often found on a college campus. As a different uh, people from different countries, we can come to know other people's culture, their language, their tradition, and we can share our own, my own culture with them. And... Um, I think it's uh, important uh, as we live in a society, we need to know each other. Uh, and uh, the university campus is a great place to uh, utilize this opportunity. Students and faculty taking part in the Bobcat Unity Walk shared their stories around issues of discrimination, the experiences they have faced due to discrimination, and acceptance issues at Ohio University. Growing up in a small southeastern Ohio town, um, especially post 9-11, I was often um, called names such as terrorist or suicide bomber. My sister received death threats in high school. And there really wasn't anyone um, where I was from that was from the Middle East. Um, coming to OU, I've felt, I've actually met a lot of um, Iranian students. I've been able to create, um, found a kind of community here, which has been great for me. It's been great for my dad, because he's very homesick. And I've, I've really been able to feel comfortable. And um, I, I really just, I love OU because there's people from everywhere, and I don't feel so different. That was senior Hallie Sarwa, whose mom is a mixed Native American from Athens and whose dad is from Iran. Organizers say the turnout of the event exceeded expectations and provided a sense of hope for a future of overall acceptance for diversity on campus. Organizers hope to make the Bobcat Unity Walk an annual event, says International Student Union President Hashim Pashtun. The learning experience, I mean, now we're going to look at the papers, what they commit to. And those small responsibilities when we make them, and that's what we are planning for next year, is that we revise that last year, okay, what we committed to, how much we have achieved, how much new problems have evolved. I mean, let's accept it. The world is changing, and things going on in the world may affect us. And then we can revise again. And this is a, it's a learning process. It's going to go on. But our aim is to, to reduce the gap. With so much diversity on campus, events like the Unity Walk provide an opportunity for all Bobcats to come together and gain knowledge about the diversity at OU. For The Outlet, I'm Erin Duncan.
More than 30% of Athens County residents live in poverty. One OU freshman is starting an initiative to help gather a product that some Athenians have trouble affording. The outlet's Abby Grisey reports. It was a normal February day back in 2015 for Maddie Sloat. It was her senior year of high school. She had just gotten out of her fourth period class and stopped in the bathroom before going to lunch. Inside the bathroom, she heard a young woman crying in one of the stalls. Normally, whenever you kind of come into that scenario, you don't really want to intrude, but also, I don't know, I, I always want to make sure people are okay is kind of my main thing. I wasn't sure if he was sick or if anything was going on, so I knocked on her door and I was like, hey, I just want, to eat want you to know that like I'm here if you need anything. Maddie says the girl came out of the stall and told her she was on her period and had been using the same pad for the past three days because she couldn't afford to buy a new box. So Maddie gave her all the feminine products she had in her backpack. The two went their separate ways. Maddie doesn't even know who the girl is, but that interaction stuck with her. Fast forward a year and Maddie is now a freshman here at Ohio University. She got an idea in the middle of last semester when she heard people talking about the extreme poverty in Athens and thought she could help. She started the period project in early February, an initiative to raise money to buy feminine products and collect donations for homeless shelters and schools in the Athens and surrounding areas. Maddie created a GoFundMe account and posted about her cause on Facebook, and things really took off. So our first goal uh, on the GoFundMe account was $500, and we met that like insanely fast. You know, I couldn't believe it, and that was just really just Maddie herself trying to like share this and fundraise herself. That was Maddie's friend, Zach Gein, who has helped get the initiative off the ground. Thanks to Zach, feminine hygiene products will be available in the nurse's office at every school in Morgan County, where he is originally from. His next goal, to get supplies in all the school's bathrooms. But while Zach is using personal connections to get people involved in the project, Maddie hopes the GoFundMe account will get people, who may feel uncomfortable physically going out and purchasing pads and tampons, to support the project. But that discomfort is the real problem Maddie's trying to combat. She believes there is a stigma surrounding women in their periods and wants to break those barriers down. It's something that is very personal um, because you could have no one know that you're on your period at the time um, because we've kind of taken all these precautionary steps and stuff like that. So it's something that definitely needs to be talked about um, because if we ever really want to establish some kind of equality here, we're going to have to talk about the one thing that makes us truly different. Zach agrees that the sooner we acknowledge this difference, the sooner progress can be made. When you realize that half of our population goes through this, you know, every single month, you know, it becomes less of that kind of taboo topic that it is in our society when you realize how common it is and how normal it is. Um, and, you know, I grew up, and, you know, my mom was, like, the head of our household, and a lot, there's so many, like, strong, independent women in my family that uh, I think that's what really inspires me to do this kind of thing. Maddie's ultimate goal for the period project is to create more of a student organization with weekly meetings and events to educate people on menstruation. She wants to spread her message throughout OU and then try and move the project outside the area so girls everywhere won't have to go through a situation similar to the girl she helped in the bathroom more than a year ago. For The Outlet, I'm Abby Grise. Part of Salute's main cause is minimizing the stigma around a woman's issues. Our own MC Tilton sat down with the student activist Annika Holland to explore how the ick factor stands in the way of positive feminine discussions. 
I'm here in the studio with Annika Holland, who is an Honors Tutorial College junior studying English and also getting a certificate in Women's and Gender Studies and Law, Justice, and Culture. Yeah. Correct? All Correct. right. Um, so we're here today to talk about women's issues and specifically the stigma that comes with women's issues and in relation to the period project, why there's so much stigma around menstruation. So thank you so much for being with us today, Annika. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. so happy to be here. So tell me, why do we have so much stigma around women's issues in general? So generally speaking, we live in a very patriarchal society, even now, even in contemporary times. So women's issues are always going to be stigmatized and associated with shame, and especially menstruation. So, I mean, historically, from like a variety of religious backgrounds, there's been this ritual uncleanness and impurity that's assigned to women who are menstruating. So it can range from like ancient Christian practices of isolating women in like tents while they're menstruating to Islam and Judaism also have similar myths. Really every, almost every religion has some sort of historical basis for stigmatizing men, menstrual blood. And it's, it's just viewed as something that makes a woman herself unclean. It's not just the physical aspect of blood and like grossness, like the ick factor. It sort of transcends that and it connects with more general ideas of tying women directly to their bodies and to into nature. So that's sort of a little historical background of it. But I mean, even even today, there are certain rules of menstrual etiquette that we're expected to follow. You know, you, you tuck a tampon into your boot while you walk to the bathroom. You can't ever openly carry that and heaven forbid you discuss your period in public or you know with men that you're not super familiar with or even with women that you're not super familiar with um, we're really taught to conceal bleeding vaginas in every way possible I mean a lot of that has has reasons right like period blood's pretty gross normally people aren't just like casually talking about cervical mucus you know but at the same time this is something that most women experience in their lifetimes. And it, it seems a little silly to me that it is so stigmatized that you can't talk openly about it and that women are prescribed shame, you know, just for something that is a natural part of like your monthly experience. Yeah, absolutely. So describe for me some of the ways that people express being uncomfortable about speaking about menstruation and women's issues in general. Sure, sure. So I think menstruation can be a very different experience for different types of women. So let's take just an average like OU student. You know, she might have really uncomfortable periods and not feel like her best self, but still she has to go from one thing to the next, from class to extracurriculars, and act like nothing is wrong. You know, she can't express openly that she's not feeling great because she's on her period. But this experience is not formulaic by any means. Like, for instance, um, trans men who still get their periods, they might feel a certain aspect of shame and also fear associated with that. Like, especially, you know, using men's restrooms and, like, worrying about making a sound with a tampon. Like, that crinkle could totally give them away. And that's, that's something really scary that I think a lot of women don't think about a lot. You know, and then you, you look at women who are like living below the poverty line and can't afford hygiene products and therefore have to like miss out on school. And that's especially an issue in certain countries in Africa. 
and um, also in Asia. And that's something that like we're very fortunate not to have to deal with here. But at the same time, I we can't just talk about it. Yeah. So that said, um, what sorts of things would you like to see universities and communities doing to improve the stigma? Sure. So one major thing that I would like to see is that, uh, especially young girls being taught about menstruation, I would prefer that education to be a little bit more woman-centered on the actual experience of menstruating and what that feels like and less centered on teaching young girls how to be consumers of feminine hygiene products. Like, you know, the convention of moms giving their daughters this, like, period box that has all of these branded items. And, you know, you use this for, you know, this kind of flow. You use tampons when you're, like, a little bit older. But it's it's all focused on consuming products. And I think the fact that we have a tampon tax in the United States is a really clear indicator that that this is an intersectional issue of patriarchal power and capitalism in a lot of ways. So I think another aspect of the shame and stigma of menstruation is this fear of the reactions of men. So part of the concealment of of your monthly bleeding involves the fear of boys ridiculing you or making fun of you or as you get older like a coworker being like oh she's so moody because it's her time of the month and those excuses are are used to dismiss women and to dismiss sometimes like our anger or our disappointment in things and i would really like to see that stop You know, I think it's one of the most unfair insults, because what do you say to that? You know, if you're not on your period, you're like, well, I'm not menstruating, so go away. Or if you are, you feel like you've been caught. And I just I hate those kinds of double binds. And that's something I would like to see change, you know, for like the next generation, especially. What can our listeners do in their own way to kind of decrease the stigma around women's issues and especially menstruation? I think the number one biggest thing is for women to talk about their periods and for men to listen. I know it's gross. You know, blood coming out of the vagina is always going to be gross. But at the same time, this is something that marks most women's lives. You know, it, it breaks down our months into this sort of regimented bodily function, which is so interesting to think about. But I think just having conversations and not letting the ick factor turn you away from it, you know, just like embrace it. And it'd be really nice if men would stop saying that a woman is being a bitch because she's on her period. I think that is the number one biggest thing. It's just it's just rude. And there's no reason for it. Again, we've been with Annika Holland, who's a junior in the Honors Tutorial College English program. Thank you so much for joining us today, Annika. Thank you so much for having me, MC. It's been a pleasure. That's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us. The Outlet is produced and hosted each week by me, M.C. Tilton, and my co-host, Liam Niemeyer. We're edited by Antish Baidia, Susan Tebben, and Allison Hunter. Adam Rich is our technical assistant, and our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabus. Subscribe to The Outlet on iTunes or find us online at woub.org. 
We'll be back next week with more stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. Thanks for listening. 